Hey guys, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hi everyone, welcome back. We have some good questions today. We do have some great questions today. We are back with a solo episode. We're going to dive into a couple of questions we got over DM and then a few shorter questions that we got to our question box on Instagram this past week. But before we do that, I feel like we haven't like chatted. We've been obviously we text like every day, but we haven't actually hung out and caught up. So how was your weekend? It was Mia's one year wedding anniversary. Yes, it was. It was really fun. We went to Missy in Brooklyn in Williamsburg. It's been a restaurant I've wanted to go to for so long. It is the same owners as Lilio, which I went to once with you, and Feeny Pizza, which is my favorite. Like I'm all over all these places in Brooklyn. <laughs> and it's just like so impossible to get into Lilia or Missy, but we were able to go on Saturday for our wedding anniversary and it was great. I honestly had like I expected that we would watch our wedding video because we had got like full footage mm. from like our from yeah. our wedding. And our plan was to do that, but it hasn't happened yet. So maybe maybe this week. Yeah, maybe this week. I also feel like Although it was a year ago, it like feels, I don't know, it's, I go back and forth between like, oh my God, it feels like you got married yesterday and like, wow, it feels like a different lifetime. But watching the video, I feel like would be a good thing on like more, when more years have passed. I mean, yes. that's going to be an amazing thing to have. Yes, I agree. I wasn't in like, I haven't watched it yet. I watched like, you know, the two minute or whatever yeah. little version, but not the full video with the speeches. I agree though. That's like really nice to have for many years to come and will be so fun to go back. So when people are planning weddings, I highly recommend a videographer for for this reason. Like the pictures are stunning, but the video just captures so much more that I think people will value down the road. Yeah. Wait, I didn't realize that you had more than just the shorter video that you shared. Like I didn't realize that you have the speeches and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. But anyway, that was really all I did. I made... Remember, I used to always, we would re- always record on Sunday and I would always be making my bolognese. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that yesterday too. Otherwise, pretty low key weekend. Do you do that pretty much every Sunday? Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, Sunday's typically like pasta, mm-hmm. but my bolognese is really a special treat. Yeah. Last night, I was just so, we were just talking before we started recording and on Sunday this past weekend, for whatever reason, I literally felt hungover, even though I didn't drink. Like I had one drink the day before at 6 p.m. and drank like a ton of water and had a really good sleep. So it was really strange. I feel like my body is just like fighting something off because it's that time of year. But (laughs) Sunday, I was like, just feeling so lazy. I was like, basically like slept and rested the whole day. I watched Sean and I watched a movie. Well, we went on a walk in the morning. I feel like if I do that in the morning, then I just feel fine. If I'm just want to have I mean, either way, you're allowed a lazy day. Anyway, we went on a walk in the morning and then we watched that movie on Netflix, Christmas, Best Christmas Ever or something. They're like really pushing it uh, with the guy <laughs> from American it. Pie. <laughs> and so, um, it was not good. Wouldn't recommend. But we watched that and then I just went back to my apartment and kind of just like did nothing all day. And then when we were deciding later on like what to have for dinner, you know, and you just like don't, especially if you're not feeling well, like, you, but you're still hungry. You just like don't want anything intricate. Like, do you have any like go-to things that you'll just eat if you want like the most simple dinner ever? Mm, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but really made me think of like what we talk about on here a lot is like when you do start like spending more of your time with someone and then you realize like you're not doing some of those things that you'll just do on like a standard night, like by yourself. Like it's some, one of those alone things where I'd watch like an alone show and make like plain pasta with nothing on it and have like just like a single person meal. And I feel like I haven't done that in so long. Yeah. 
I agree. And I feel like the longer you're with someone, the easier that is to come out. (laughs) Finally, Mm -hmm. I did see a funny reel the other day of like day one of living together versus year three. And they were going back and forth of like the funny things that you mask or how perfect you act in the beginning and how it slowly just you're able to just be the real you. (laughs) Do you think most couples, once they decide to live together, they've basically already been living together? I don't know. I feel for me, I'm sure... Like yeah. the standard would be yes. I think it's typical to spend three, two to three nights at least with yeah. each other bef- before you make the decision to move in. But I feel like you and Dan were like pretty much always. I mean, you obviously you would have plans with your friends some nights, but like I feel like you would spend most nights. You w- you wouldn't just be home, both of you home alone, like doing nothing. You would just be together, right? Before right. you moved in together. I think in the few months leading into moving in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, I had a fun weekend. I, like I said, I did not much of anything on Sunday. That was my recovery day. On Saturday, I had a holiday party, which was just got me in the mood, a very festive holiday season mood. I feel like it's like you're starting, we've talked about this past couple of weeks, what we're starting to see as I'm walking around the city, all the Christmas tree stands and everything all decorated. And it's one of my favorite times of year. I was like right by the Rockefeller Center tree and it was madness, which I was like trying trying to just be like, oh, this is so pretty and cute. But it was like a nightmare. Get me out of here. Yeah. Not what you would expect at like 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. I didn't think that was the time that people went there, but apparently it's at all hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to avoid that area, but I do remember when I lived close to there, it was just mayhem. But yeah, always fun to see the festivities. Yes. But yeah, so we can just get right into the listener questions. I feel like because we were just talking about your anniversary, Mm -hmm. I wanted to start with one of the questions we got about wedding dress shopping. Did you see that one? I think you might have answered it on our story. I did. I answered it. Okay. So somebody asked this past week, wedding dress shopping, how to not be overwhelmed slash know what you want. And I feel like you were like, at least from an outsider perspective, not you didn't seem overwhelmed at all the one time that I went with you. So... Tell us your tips. Well, I guess I kind of knew the general style I was looking for. I followed the brand that I got my dress from for a long time because my sister got her dress from them. So I always knew what kind of style I was looking for, at least in terms of like silhouette and level of simplicity. So I did go there and they were kind of great in that they only brought me five dresses and it was a small salon. So there weren't millions of options, but I think for someone who does tend to get overwhelmed, that approach might be better. Like go in kind of knowing what you feel best in, maybe some pictures, let the experts there bring some dresses for you to try on. You can pick some, but I wouldn't try on a many in the first day. I think try on like five, see how you feel, see what you like, take pictures of all of them. And I had a really, I don't know, like maybe I'm the outlier where I tried on the dress I ended up getting on day one and I only. I think I only went to two different shops on two different days to try on dresses. And one of them I brought you and one of them I brought my family. And I gave, when I answered this question, a tip there to the person asking as well. Like It's helpful to have someone else's opinion, but if they get really opinionated and making you feel more stressed Mm. and maybe even like criticizing things that you like or trying to push you in a direction you don't like, then leave them home. But yeah, I, I found that it was so helpful for me to look at the pictures that I took because I truly the dress that I ended up picking, I, I feel like the photo looked different on my phone, like the lighting looked better. I looked happier, the dress just popped. So I really recommend that. And then once you make your decision, 
try not to go back and like look at more dresses online or second guess or go back and even look at pictures of you and other dresses. I think like that's my advice with mostly everything in wedding planning. There's so many options, so many different routes to take to have an amazing, beautiful wedding. But once you find the thing you love, just kind of like seal it and close it up and don't think about it again because you could chalk your way out. If you're anything like me, like tend to be indecisive, you could just make yourself go crazy. Yeah. I love all of that advice. My, I think I might've told this on here before, but one of my sisters actually had that happen or she, we went to Kleinfeld and she tried on a bunch of dresses and she just got like so swept up in the moment that she, I mean, she loved this dress and she just decided to get it. But then she did like think back and overthink and really wonder about it. And she ended up changing her mind and having to go back and ask them if she could like switch her dress. And it was a whole ordeal. (laughs) So I feel like the advice that you gave actually could prevent something like that from happening. Because if you go into it with a bit of a plan of the type of dress that you want, then you won't because she got something that was just so out of her typical what she would have wanted because she like felt like a princess in this dress and she tried it on and it looked like amazing. And it felt like just like a magical wedding dress. Then afterwards, she's like, this is nothing like what I wanted. I was just swept up in the moment. So having some sort of idea, I think it's like, I feel like by the time you get married, you've probably been to like a couple of weddings. You've been to some like formal events. You like know the style dress that you like like on yourself, whether you're like strapless or whether you want sleeves. Like those are like the basic things that I feel like you should go into it kind of knowing, but also be open-minded because it might, you might end up liking a style and thinking something looks good on you that you weren't expecting. So obviously I've never done, I've never tried on wedding dresses before, but I feel like all of that advice that you gave is like super helpful, especially about the people that you're with and their feedback. Right. I think knowing your style and what looks good on you great, but also know how you typically handle making big decisions. It sounds like your sister decided on that dress Mm. on day one, like swept up in the moment and excitement. But if you know you tend to like change your mind a lot before a big decision, then take pictures, leave and think about it for a few weeks and make a follow-up appointment. I have a tattoo and I wanted this Mm. tattoo. I waited at least a year after deciding I wanted it to get it because I wanted to make sure I still wanted it that long after. And that's obviously a lifetime decision of something on your body. But I tend to know myself Mm. in making decisions that I give myself a little time to like waffle and make sure I don't change my mind. Yeah, that's like such a good comparison. I don't remember at what point in your wedding planning process you went for your first dress. You went looking for dresses for the first time. Was it like one of the first things you did? Or did you wait is the kind of thing you feel like you should wait until you know your venue? I think you wait until you know your venue. I went a few months after I got engaged, but we already had our Mexico wedding, Mm. but then the dress ended up working for the Brooklyn wedding as well. Yeah, I forgot about that because you wondered because you were obviously planning for like a beach wedding and then it was like a winter New York wedding, but it did work perfectly. Yeah. You did you have like a fur thing? I had a little fur coat for the for outside. Okay. I don't think anyone saw yeah. it. <laughs> I was looking at all your pictures that you posted on your anniversary on Instagram and just like reliving your wedding. It was so pretty. Like, I do love a winter wedding, but it didn't, it wasn't like too like wintry. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, you had a fur, but you didn't really wear it. Like it wasn't like you like really played into like a winter theme. Right. It just felt like the perfect Brooklyn wedding. It was so great. 
I feel like weddings, people put so much pressure on themselves to have everything perfect. I'd have moments throughout the year where I'm like, oh, I hated my wedding and being to a million more since. I'm like, I wish I did this and this and this. And then reliving it through my Instagram posts. I'm like, my wedding was beautiful. It really like, why, why do we put so much pressure on this mm-hmm. one day being all of these different things and then comparing it to everyone else's? Yeah. And that could be applied to so many different things, like applied to the proposal and just like any different thing that like any different milestone that happens in your life. Like I think something that you look forward to for so long or that you kind of like envision in your head, then it happens. And then you obviously are thinking back about like all the different ways it could have happened. So an interesting note on reflection, but that was a fun question. I feel like I want people to ask us more wedding questions because I love hearing more about the planning process, even a year after the fact. Yes. I love wedding questions. This was a good one. I think you answered this on Instagram. It was an ask us anything. Feels like he's waiting for me to say I love you first, but want him to. And then I know she followed up with some more information. But what are your thoughts on that? Yes. So that was one day where I felt like we were getting so many questions about saying I love you. We've gotten... I mean, every time we put a question box, we get like at least one about this. It's like, when should you say it? How long is too long that you haven't said it and everything like that. But usually like the biggest, the repeating factor is that people are kind of like waiting for the other person to say it. And like, what are signs they're going to say it, which we do have a post on, Yes, um, which I think I shared that day on our story as well. But if you go to our Instagram, you can find a post on signs they want to say, I love you. So for this, I was curious, like why she thinks he's waiting for her to say it. And then I kind of just said, like, obviously, it's understandable that you want the other person to say it first. But when it does become like a game of you feel like they're waiting, and then you're waiting, then I feel like it's just like not fun anymore. I think if they're like saying little things that make it seem like they want to say it, and then that lasts for like six months, then I might just say it if I really feel it. Because I just like, I don't know, I've never been in this scenario where like, I feel like someone is waiting for me to to say it. So I didn't really know how to approach like that part of the question. But she did give us like more information after the fact this person DM'd us and said, last night, he said something like, I'm just someone you're dating right now, not someone you love or the love of your life yet. We were talking about what it would be like to meet the parents. And he always says, this relationship is whatever you choose it to be. Like I'm the decider. So I feel like he probably says things like this to her often. And so it's becoming like a repeating thing in their relationship. And so now she's probably reading into little comments like that about like, I'm not the love of your life yet, yet, which is interesting Right. to think that it means like he's waiting for her to say it. So she says, to be fair, I was recently out of a relationship two weeks before we met. This was a month and a half ago. I think I'm ready to say it, but definitely want him to say it first. I should also mention we're doing long distance and he's coming to town tomorrow for a week and then again in December. So this question was from November. There are so many things going on in this question. There's a lot of things. I wanted, when I read this, I wanted to break it down because knowing it's a new relationship and his first comment that said, I'm just someone you're dating right now, not someone you love or the love of your life yet. Hmm. I don't necessarily love that wording of like mansplaining this relationship to her, but I kind of agree. I I do think there is, sometimes it is a little premature yeah. to say I love you to a person that you don't like know in and out yet. Like, yes, you can love you can be you could be lusting after them. You can like them so much. You could be so into the relationship and wanting to take it to the next step. But at a month and a half, I don't think you know enough about this person to love them. So I kind of agree with him there. Like there's potential here. And 
I'm just someone you're dating right now, not someone you love or the love of your life yet. Like he clearly also, it seems like he also believes this is like too early of a relationship to be saying, I love you. Yeah. So I think, and I'm curious how long her last relationship was because I feel like it could be like she came out, recently came out of a really serious relationship where maybe that was something that they were like saying really often. So now she might be like, kind of thinking that it's less than what it is like that, that, that saying, I love you is less of a big deal because maybe it was something that was like so present in her relationship. And that I'm just like kind of speculating from that, but I don't read like those comments that she gave the examples that she gave of what he says. I wouldn't read that to mean that he's trying to wait for you to say, I love you. And he wants to say it like, not that he's not going to fall in love with you or he's never going to say it. I just think that that's not what he means. I think he literally means we're not there yet, but there's like a lot of good potential here. Kind of like what you said, like this relationship seems to be moving in that direction, but that's not where we are yet. Like, I think that that's a more likely scenario that that's what he meant. I think a month and a half is like really, really early to tell someone you love them, especially if it's a long distance relationship where you haven't like really spent that much time in person with each other. And you just got out of another relationship. Yeah, like it's just you might be transferring some feelings from a past relationship onto this one or just like wanting to rush things along because you like maybe feel more comfortable in that like stage of a relationship where things are like super, super serious. But I would say like right now, enjoy like the early phase of getting to know each other. I think I agree with you that I don't really like love those comments that he makes about how like I'm just someone you're dating right now, not the love of your life. Like it kind of reads like maybe he does have some insecurities about your past relationship. If it was like a very serious thing, maybe he is like a little bit nervous to getting into a relationship with somebody who is like that fresh out of another one. But I think all of this could be like solved with just good communication during these early stages. But I would kind of table the I love you thing for a little while until you get into really get to know this person a little bit more and get into more of like a secure feeling with the relationship. Right. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about who says I love you first. I know a lot of women do like to wait for a man to say I love you first to them because they like to feel pursued and maybe a little bit of the fear of saying it and not knowing if the other one says it back. Like you want to know the person's there already. But I don't think it should be like you need the man in a heterosexual relationship. You need a man to say it to you first. But I don't know. Lots of feelings there. I like personally, I I totally understand the desire because I feel like I would feel that way too. I definitely always do feel that way too. Like I think that for me, it's like come down to a matter of in some relationships, it's come down to like, I don't want to say it first because I'm like, then maybe they might just say it back even if they don't mean it because they feel awkward. And then in other ones, it's like, I know the person well enough to know they wouldn't do that. So then maybe you're nervous then like, well, then what if they don't say it back? So I think there needs to be like, you have to be like very mindful about like why you're saying it. Like, are you saying I love you because you like genuinely really love this person and you like want them to know (laughs) how you feel? Or are you saying it because it's like a test to see if they love you and you want them to say it to you? Like, I just think that that's like the thing that makes me think like, okay, like maybe you shouldn't just be waiting for the other person because it should be more about never know what's going to happen. You want to tell the people you love how you feel about them kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it should come from that place versus a, a measurement of how they feel about you. It should be because you love them. And how we say about many things in a relationship, if you're ready to define a relationship because you feel like you want to be with this person and only this person and you see a future here, we always say, state it. It's kind of similar to I love you, but I 
being a little hypocritical as I've always waited for my boyfriends in the past to say it first. Yeah, <laughs> so have I. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I think that that was a great question. I love all the detail that that she gave. If you are listening, definitely keep us posted on what happens because we're definitely not saying that this relationship like is like lost hope. Like it, we're just saying it's the early stages. So try not to rush, like rush those certain things and just kind of like take the relationship as it comes, especially because it's distance. Yes, definitely agree. This person said... I matched with a guy that I know in real life from years ago. He sent me a message right away asking if I want to meet for coffee, and I replied yes. He texted me a few days later, and we had made plans for a week later as he was going out of town. That day came, and he never texted me about the plans. Should I reach out and ask what happened or just let it go? Ooh, this is like such a classic. What do you think? I would reach out and say, we never got those drinks. Let's make a rain check or something. Like there's nothing to lose here in my mind. I don't know if I would reach out and say what happened, like from an accusatory place of putting it on them. I Even though it seems like this person did just not drop the ball, but he was traveling and I don't know, you never know what happened here. But I would just send like, what do you have to lose? A lighthearted message of like rain checking or finding a new date to get drinks or coffee, whatever this was. Yeah, I think it can't hurt to send a message, but I also feel like I I don't know. I almost am like, don't, like it's not even worth it. Like, I just feel like you never know what could happen. Like you could reach back out and then you guys will fall in love and get married. But also like, why didn't they <laughs> like, <laughs> why didn't either of you say anything that day? Like, I just feel like you should have said something if you're not sure if the because it says we made plans. So if you like genuinely made plans, like meet you at 2 p.m. at Gregory's (laughs) for coffee, then and then like 2 p.m. came and went and you neither of you went to to the date. Then that's like extremely weird. Like, I feel like it maybe I'm guessing that then that what happened is like they picked a day that they were going to get coffee, but they didn't like specify the details. Right. And if that is what happened, what I would have done is like that day, if I hadn't heard from him by a certain time, I would if I hadn't heard from him from like by the day before, then the morning of that, because I'm assuming this is an afternoon date since it was coffee, the morning of the date I would have texted and been like, hey, are we still on for today? Like, I don't see anything wrong with doing that because right. you guys made a plan. But I totally feel like people don't want to do that. I feel like a lot of the rhetoric out there is like, just sit and wait for them to text you and confirm the date. And if you don't hear from them, the date's not on. So who, like, what if that's yeah. what she did? And I think that's what she did. And it just, I feel like she, I kind of feel like the <laughs> ship has sailed. <laughs> I don't feel like the ship has sailed. I mean, like, I I don't know. I, I'd be a little concerned if someone made a date with me and then he just completely... Yeah blew me off and acted like it didn't happen but I you know this is someone she knows that she knows from years back I don't know I I would just, just I would just make some sort of comment about like getting drinks or getting coffee again and seeing what happens yeah I mean so I probably wouldn't do that but I'm not saying you shouldn't do it like I feel like you never know like Alana came on who has been on the podcast Alana done like this was kind of like similar to like no they didn't even have a date but like she their, her boyfriend like followed up on Hinge because they like their conversation never went anywhere. She never replied or something like that. And now they're engaged. So I don't see any harm in reigniting a conversation. I just would kind of like go into it a little bit hesitant just because I think it's a really bad sign that he didn't like follow through enough to make a plan. I think that like it's a good sign that he immediately messaged you and asked you to go out, but it just seems a little bit strange that 
he just then never said anything. Like, I think that it just kind of like shows that maybe he isn't in, maybe he's like a few dates in with someone else, or maybe he like really isn't like looking for something serious, but like, this is all speculation. It's also possible that because they know each other from the past, like feel like you have to make a plan. Yeah. So I think maybe like, if this is something you're going to like keep thinking about, which I feel like it is because it is someone that you know, and like, I feel like that just attaches more value. Like if you match with someone on Hinge, you might not be like that excited about it, but like, oh, you match with someone you know from years ago and it could be like a great story. I feel like it's going to be one of those things that sticks in your head. So if you want to send them a message, I agree with you, Mia, that you shouldn't say what happened. Like it just seems like a little bit aggressive, but I would be direct, like you said, like, and just ask like, hey, should we pick another date to go out? How about next Tuesday or something like that? Like I wouldn't kind of like, make a joke or skirt around it, I would like straight out, like you said, ask, like, should we try again or something like that? Because I feel like, yes, maybe a little bit more specificity is needed here. I agree. I think there's no, I feel like this plan slipped through because of kind of playing games of waiting for someone to confirm a date. So why don't we try a different route this time and be more direct and make a plan and Obviously, if this person is vague or can't commit to plans or blows you off again, then this is done. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Should we do another dating app focused one? This was a question we got on our question box last week. Somebody asked, is it normal dating apps are slow this time of year? I think so. We got multiple. Actually, I meant to ask you this because we got multiple questions in that question box about how it's been slow out there on dating apps. And someone asked, what are your thoughts on the lonely man concept? Do you know what that means? No, I have no idea. I meant to look that up. I don't know. I looked it it up. I couldn't find anything. I'm like, is this a TikTok phrase? I'm just not familiar with because I'm not on TikTok. But I couldn't really find. I was assuming it was a TikTok trend, like the lonely man. (laughs) It might be. So if anyone knows what the lonely man concept is, let us know. But it sounds like a lot of our listeners are feeling that dating apps are kind of slow right now, and. I think they, my, I responded to this. I'm like, sounds about right. Like I'm not on dating apps, but it's the holiday season. I feel like people have so many plans and time with family and like holiday parties and it's cold. And I don't know. I feel like now is not like usually the time of year, even at work, we're kind of like tabling projects until the new year. I don't feel like December is the time people like buckle down and decide to like get into a new relationship. But I will say January I imagine. And I have seen lots of articles from all these dating apps being like numbers just spike. People download dating apps, make their profiles. And so those Sundays in January are when people are really feeling they want to make changes in their life and get into relationships. And I'm sure you'll start seeing things pick up in January. Yeah, I totally agree. I kind of feel like not to say like drop the dating apps, you're not going to meet anybody, but I kind of feel like you had to have gotten like your matches in in like October, November, when everyone's kind of like back from the summer craziness, or at the end of the year slash beginning of January. Like I think that early to mid December is like you said, all holiday parties and all like plans and busyness and things are really crazy that even if you do find this happened to me last year, by the way, like, even if you do find quality matches that like you feel like, oh, this person's great. And you start like chats, I had like so many just like open ended conversations that were like, this last question we got like right. about like making a plan and then never actually making one. 
that happened so much in December. But then like that last week of December, that was like that kind of weird week where like a lot of people aren't really working. You're all like kind of home for the holidays or you're like realizing like, okay, like the year's ending and you want to meet somebody. (laughs) That was when people were like out on the apps. Like people were like making plans. I had my first date with Sean on January 2nd. Like that was like... That was prime time to be on dating apps. Yes, I agree. Also, maybe that other guy blew her off for coffee because he had too many holiday parties that week. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he had just has too much going on. So I guess, yes, I approve sending him a message. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But I think after the holidays, when your family starts asking you about your dating life and you come back and you make your New Year's resolutions and you have all these things, you want to better your life. A lot of people evaluate relationships and Here we have Carly. She's proof her January 2nd date has turned into a year-long relationship now. Yes. And I also will have a fun resource for your dating woes that I've been working on that I've just, I haven't teased on here yet, but I think that the end of the year is the best time to like reflect on all of your dating intentions. And I have said it on here before that I like truly do believe that that's like a huge part of why I met somebody at that exact time that turned into a long-term relationship because I was like doing so much of that like end of year reflection on past relationships on what I was looking for and just like what I wanted the following year to look like. So I think that all of those things could be like a good way to spend your time if you are feeling overwhelmed with or not overwhelmed, but if you are feeling frustrated with there not being like much going on on dating apps, then like do that inner work. And then you'll be coming out there with like all your intentions clear and just like a better mindset to meet somebody at the end of the year or in early 2024, which sounds so crazy to say. Yes, but I agree with all of that. I think anytime that you're trying to make any change, you have to reflect on what all the bad or all the things that weren't working in order to like actively make changes. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, these were some great questions. Like we said, we always put up a question box on Instagram every week. And when we don't have a question box up, you can still reach us in the DMs or on our profile. You can find a contact button, which will be directly to our email, which is hello at wearemostlybalanced.com. You can send us longer questions. We do answer a lot of the Ask Us Anything questions on Instagram, but we love to use the podcast to dive deeper into them. So thank you to those who have been submitting questions and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. 